Well, it's uh, been around 70 years, and at some point you <laughs> have to retire. Uh, I think more seriously, the reasons that the bank has disappointed us uh, in recent years include its role in the Maracana massacre because it financed London and made those promises of 5,000 houses. Of course, only three were built. Uh, at Madupi, it made its biggest loan ever. It's a very dirty loan, and for the concerns about climate change, it was one of the reasons that the world has, has uh, risen up and said, stop doing coal-based uh, uh, energy lending. We must get to renewables. Thirdly, there's a whole legacy of what's been happening with World Bank support back in the old days for apartheid, financing the old regime, and then for post-apartheid, financing and advising on projects like GEAR, the, the growth employment redistribution, the, the failed neoliberal policies. And then we have newer problems. I mean, just across the border, the World Bank's part of a scheme in Swaziland that will um, pay uh, young girls uh, 200 rand a month uh, not to have sex. Now, to be involved in that sort of uh, commodification of virginity mm. is uh, extraordinary. And I think even uh, hiring as the vice president for integrity, uh, Leonard McCarthy, who had a disastrous role here uh, in the political system, that's another indication that the World Bank really has got to make a big U-turn. Let's, let's stay in South Africa for a moment. Tell us about the spy tapes that were in connection to the bank. You know, only Ferial Hafiji, the City Press editor, has noticed this, but the World Bank um, has a, a vice president for integrity, uh, the main corruption buster. Mm. Since May 2008, they hired uh, Leonard McCarthy. What the spy tapes show is that McCarthy knew they needed so-called squeaky clean candidate for that job. And unfortunately, because Bulalani Nkuka is confident, the former uh, national prosecutor asked Trevor Manuel to give the reference to the then president, Robert Zellick. It's all spelled out in the spy tapes, and people can now find that online. It's quite an extraordinary case of fibbing and really scamming the World Bank to say, we've got a clean candidate from South Africa. Let's get Leonard McCarthy out of South Africa, bump him upstairs. And at the World Bank, that's a big problem when your vice president for integrity is Leonard McCarthy. Mm. And in light of all of this, how, how much of a response has there been from South African civil society organizations? Well, in fact, South Africans are the third most uh, visible protesters when it comes to the clicktivism, the, the social media work against the World Bank and the major uh, study. Today, for example, um, the World Bank's having its annual meeting, and there are several campaigns, and they include or civil society organizations signing up, and only the United States, which has many, many uh, organizations, and the Democratic Republic of the Congo, which is under threat of the biggest World Bank project ever, a $100 billion uh, mega dam called the Inga Hydropower, and they've therefore got major uh, civil society opposition to the bank. And then South Africa is third across the countries in the world. I think it's because we've understood that the World Bank is one of the problems that has caused rising inequality since apartheid. People always think, oh, the World Bank, they're trying to end poverty. But the harsh reality is that, uh, as any South African knows, you can talk left but walk right. And that means that uh, where Trevor Manuel on the board of the World Bank, for example, is now working for Rothschild Bank, we really know where the policies help certain people and hurt others. Mm. The pro are we talking about a, a protest, an actual physical protest? Where will it be? How long will it last? 
Yes, in fact, there are protests in a dozen cities around the world at the moment, and a good many of them are at the World Bank head offices. In South Africa, the choice was made for civil society organizations hosted by Earthlife in Johannesburg, the Alternative Information Development Center in Cape Town, to do keychains, and then to consider moving forward something that the old uh, anti-apartheid poet Dennis Brutus launched, the World Bank Bonds Boycott, to pick up on the old financial sanctions that worked well against apartheid. And at the World Bank headquarters in Washington, there's a protest going on a little later today as uh, they're six hours behind us and I think it's going to be quite creative uh, because I think all over the world we've seen uh, protests against the World Bank they're called IMF riots sometimes mm. uh, uh, people angry, are very angry like in Nigeria uh, in 2012 they shut down the country for most of January because the IMF said you have to double petrol prices and it's when the World Bank and IMF create this kind of pressure you get ordinary people uprising there's in the meantime also NGOs that continue to watchdog the bank. And I suspect what with the revelations about Maracana, the investments that the bank made in London, the promises of 5,000 houses, only three were built. Uh, we're going to see, uh, I think, a lot more concern that the World Bank's using money in a very negative way. And they've got to start paying some reparations, especially for the old apartheid profits they made. So over 200 civil organizations calling for the World Bank to shut down um, protests happening in South Africa and Cape Town as well. How much of an impact uh, could this really have? Well, because the World Bank needed um, a reputational uh, uh, support. They got a new president uh, two years ago named Jim Yong Kim. He actually came from civil society. He founded one of the greatest NGOs in the health field ever, Partners mm. in Health, and he was in charge of, you, of uh, the World Health Organization's AIDS programs. just shows that you can put somebody with a good background, uh, a sense of humanity, uh, and also he's a scientist. You put them into a bank, and they can be ruined because, unfortunately, Jim Kim is now in the process of relaxing safeguards that the bank had adopted because of its disastrous track record on mega projects, so environmental and social safeguards now being weakened. Uh, something called the Doing Business Report they come out with every year. Um, the World Bank has even ignored advice that Trevor Manuel gave to stop the rankings that cause competitive stresses between countries to give more corporate giveaways. Now, those are the kinds of indications that even a good guy running the World Bank can't defeat the major bureaucratic and powerful economic impulses. And I think those are the sort of arguments that say, well, we should defund the World Bank because it's not using its money well. And a World Bank bonds boycott to make the financial markets, you know, anybody with a, a conscience can say to their pension fund, am I investing in World Bank bonds? And those are the kinds of politics that I suspect will be advanced in the next um, uh, period because uh, I think the honeymoon with Jim Yong Kim, the, the, this, vice, this new president, is over and it's time to get tough with the World Bank.